Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, everybody. This is the second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Thomas and the staff at World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your vacation. The Oilers host Seattle, third meeting between the two teams this year. The Oilers bombed the Kraken 7-2 in a game in which Philip Grubauer, who signed that six-year deal at, uh, what was it, $5.95 million, uh, with the Kraken's organization, uh, they got to him, uh, and then Martin Jones came in here. Edmonton built up a 2-0 lead. McDavid scored a tremendous second goal to give Edmonton a lead, and the Oilers fell asleep for eight minutes, and Seattle came back ultimately 1-5-2. Kraken are currently five points ahead of the Oilers in the standings with two games in hand. I mentioned they lead the NHL in even strength, five-on-five goals with 117 Um their shooting percentage is off the charts. Some might say it's unsustainable. 11.14% 5v5. Uh, there hasn't been a team over 10.42% in the last six years lead the National Hockey League. Like That's a high, high number. In this hour, uh, Reed Wilkins in conversation with Clem Costin. I'll have a one-on-one in, uh Talk with Philip Broberg. I think you could read between the lines with our last guest, Frank Saravalli from Daily Faceoff, about... Uh, the ongoing situation with Broberg and evaluation and that sort of thing. Uh, we are going to go into the Oilers now. Injury report is brought to you every day, all season long, by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Trent Brown and Jim Brown are going to be stoked because Evander Kane's back in the lineup, and that's their guy. Uh, they partnered with Evander uh, when they... Uh, uh, when Evander took a, a, a group of about 100-plus kids out uh, for a little bit of a shopping spree. When accidents happen, go to, just before Christmas, go to jameshbrown.com. Of course, Trent was a two-time CFL All-Star as a safety with the Edmonton Eskimos. Evander Kane has been activated for tonight's game. Placed on LTIR, Kyler Yamamoto, upper body issue, back issue for Ryan Murray. The Seattle Kraken uh, listed as day-to-day Jaden Schwartz. He's been real good against Edmonton during the course of his career. Uh, Donskoy has been out all season with an upper body challenge. And Chris Treger uh, tore his ACL last year at the World Championships. Martin Jones, the expected starter. 21-5-3 despite only having an 8.95 save percentage. Seattle's save percentage has moved from 31st to 26th. They're at 8.90. The Oilers' save percentage is currently 8.98. That's tied for 16th. Jack Campbell will start in goal. Of course, you can reach us in the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0068. The River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. Open 24-7, 365. And Texas, and we are going to bang off some texts here. Brendan Escott's back at the 630 Jed Studios. I'm going to get him to chime in as well. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. Yeah, we are going to go into the Ashley Fine Floors uh, text 
line. Bob, the owners are not good at drafting and developing. Why do they keep doing it? And the texter adds, the long-term ramifications of boxing out Broberg is that Broberg has to earn a spot by playing better than another defenseman rather than just being gifted a spot. Brendan, I, I think Broberg's looked pretty good here the last three games. All right, I'll give you the quality of opponent argument against the rebuilding Anaheim and San Jose, but Vegas was not an easy opponent, and I thought he looked really composed in that game. What about you? Yeah, I thought so too, and and there's other people that I've had this discussion with that agree. So I think we're starting to see a player finally gain some traction. As you mentioned, the injuries, they have not been kind to this player in pretty key de- uh, developmental years recently. So uh, here we go with maybe the rounding of a bend for Philip Broberg. Well, and, and the thing is, they're going to have to increase his minutes. Him? And Holloway, they got to play these guys some more uh, because they got to know what they got with them. And if they play them some more and these guys continue to take a step forward, it makes the answers easier. The other thing is by playing seven defense and Dayarnay, it's clear Dayarnay is a shot suppressor and can kill penalties. And the plus minus in the minors last year suggested that he was a very effective shutdown defenseman. He had a real good year. There's a lot of belief in Vincent Dayarnay. He's not a young man. He's 26. He's not a like Broberg's 21. Um, and I, I guess, alt- and the other thing is, you do you do need contributions from players on entry level deal. So when I, it's funny because Frank talked about you know moving targets for needs. You know, is it second pairing left shot defense? Well, where can Broberg get over the next thirty seven games if he plays every game? Can they get him to a point where he's playing roughly or possibly more minutes? Then Brett Kulak, who, by the way, played 20 minutes the other night against Vegas. Kulak's at 18-11 right now. Maybe in a perfect world, Kulak's a 16-minute-a-game defenseman. I don't know if they can get Broberg there, but that's part of what's got to be found out, and they do have a little window here over the next couple of weeks, just five games. They can spread the games out. They can go 11-7 and because it won't kill their forwards. I do think they need to address the right side. I've consistently... How many times have I mentioned this guy from the Chicago Blackhawks, Brendan, uh, dating all the way back to the third week of the regular season? There's one guy over and over for me that would be a really good fit, and you know who that is. Sam Lafferty. Sam Lafferty. That's the because he's an effective penalty killer. He knows his roles. Uh, until a week ago, he was at 52% in the face-off circle as a right shot. He can play third or fourth line right wing, and he can play fourth line center. And that intrigues me because he has a specific skill set. I think if you're a bottom six player, you got to believe you're a bottom six player. The other thing that's happened here is Costin and Yanmark have hopped ahead of a guy like Yessa Pogliarvi right now. And that's hard for some, and, and Warren Fogel, frankly. And that's hard for, and, it, and if you told me that was going to happen with Yanmark when he was sent down uh, before uh, the regular season, I would have said you're crazy. But he got the kick in the ass he needed. That's what happened. You know, if you're Matthias Yanmark, who's been a, a, a decent NHL player, you're probably thinking to yourself in the offseason you can get a two-year deal, you know, maybe one and a half to two million bucks. Well, he ends up signing for the orders one year at 1.25, and then he probably thinks, well, if they do put me on waivers, somebody else, because they have cap situation, and they want to have uh, both Holloway and Broberg up, so they can collect uh, the potential rookie bonus money uh, and, and not get hammered with it during the course of the year and inflate their cap. 
you know, some other organization will pick me up. Well, nobody picked Yanmark up, and he had to play his way up, and he has made the most of it. He's a solid, reliable player. He's playing 15-24 per game. And you know what? Ice time is the currency for coaches. So Yanmark is playing 15-24. You look at Fogel at 12-29 and Paul Yarvey at 12-47, and both of those guys, 2.75 and $3 million respectively versus Yanmark at 1.25. So you know, if we assume when Yamamoto comes back, he's going in the lineup in the top six, we'll enable you to go, you know, for the sake of argument, yeah, let's just go Kane, McDavid, Hyman, RNH, Drysaddle, and Yamamoto. If you're looking at a third line, or maybe you put McLeod on second line left wing and, and have Nugent Hopkins center Costin in Yanmark, that and you got Holloway going. Now it's you know between Fogel and Polyarvi, potentially. So, uh, something to monitor. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, you have to put players in a position where they're able to succeed. Once they get confidence, then they can really take off from there. Well, I can tell you right now that there's confidence from the Oilers coaching staff in both Broberg and in DeHarnay. They had those guys. That was the top pairing for Jay Woodcroft uh, and Dave Manson last year with the Bakersfield Condors. Another texter says, Bob, the Oilers should not break up the Nugent Hopkins line with Clem Costin and Matthias Janmark. And that is where we're going to go next. Yesterday, Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports had an opportunity to have a one-on-one sit-down conversation with Edmonton Oilers forward Clem Costin. Have you ever scored like at this pace? Maybe like when was the last time you were able to get all these goals in such a short span of time? Maybe like at 10 years old. <laughs> no, no, like it was a long time ago. <laughs> what do you think's working for you? Well, I don't know. Just like like I said before, it's like good atmosphere in the team. Coaching staff helped me a lot. They work with me like every day in a, a lot of details, and then. Yeah, I think like they just uh, helped me to, to prove my game. So I want to ask you a little bit about growing up. I mean, in in Canada, as you know, hockey's the big sport. A lot of kids play when they're little. Did, was it? Did you start as a really young guy? When did you start playing? Oh, actually, like my dad was a like um, hockey player. Like um, when he uh, when he was young, so it's kind of. He brought me to the hockey when I was like three or four and then just like put me on ice. So since the time like I started playing hockey though. So your dad got you into it. Yeah, did did yeah, you, yeah. Do you have any siblings? What is this? Oh, uh, brothers and si- brothers and yeah, sisters. sister. I have like um, eight, uh, eight years older sister. Okay. So she's like eight years older, right? Yeah. Okay. So now did you play other sports as well or was it all hockey for you when you were young? Not not professionally, but like I just like to go uh, like um, outside of uh, and just play some soccer. Like when you were a little guy. Yeah, when I was like when I'm, I'm still playing though. Like during the summer. Are you any good? Not bad, not bad. <laughs> you think you could could have you played pro? No, I can be like center back for some for Manchester United. I think so. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so as as you were growing up, how, how big is it? Penza is that the name of the city you grew up in? How how big was that? 
Like how, how big is the city? Yeah. Like how many people live there about? I don't know, like maybe like half a million. Okay. So it's like not really big, but not, not the smallest one. Yeah. And when did you move to Moscow? When I was, uh, I think 11 or 12. So the head coach of Dynamo Moscow, <coughs> I'm sorry, he, um, he came in Penza and just like have a talk with my dad and then he said like uh, your son is playing for Dynamo right now, like right now. I was like oh like and he my dad like actually like just comes comes back home and then he was like you're gonna play uh, you're gonna play Dynamo so pack your uh, stuff we're moving Moscow so how hard is that to move? It actually was like like hard for for a young boy, so change everything. But it's worth it. So it's it's brought me where I am right now. Who did you live with when you moved? Uh, like most of the time with the grandma. Okay. And so then yeah, and then my dad, my and mom sister at that time she was like kind of like they were uh, visiting me so yeah okay um and then obviously you get drafted eventually what was your draft story where were you at the draft or where were you when you found out st louis picked you <coughs> yeah we're at the draft we got uh, i think at, the, at that year like only this year we got some like some room uh, behind this uh, sense like for top 10 or top 8 guys I was sitting there but I, I go like 31st <laughs> it was actually sucks but like um, like I'm okay with that so I got like a surgery this year I didn't play like for 7 months so it's probably it, that's why I go so low Okay, so have your parents have your parents seen you play in person in the NHL, either for St. Louis or for the Oilers? My dad, my mom never watched watched me play, and she was so nervous, so she never watched me. Like she never saw me. I think when I was maybe like during promotional time. <laughs> yeah, but my dad was like at the first four games, and then he's uh, he's coming right now. He's on the way to Edmonton. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. How excited are you for that? Oh be yeah, fun. I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah. He gave me some like tough time, but I'm really, I really wanted to see him. Uh, now, in terms of you know moving from St. Louis to Edmonton, how have you fit in to the city? Like, what what have you learned about Edmonton that maybe you didn't know? I'm not actually like know a lot about city. It's a really good city. I liked it. Just uh, most of the time, I just been in my room. <laughs> I'm just like sitting at the hotel. But sometimes, sometimes we go like uh, for dinner with the with the boys. So yeah, I'm, nothing nothing I can say bad about the city. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. It was a little cold before Christmas. It's similar to Russia, so, so you're okay. I, yeah. I'm not, like I'm not afraid of cold weather. When you were when you were growing up, what hockey players did you look up to? Did you like to cheer cheer for? There was a lot of good players like Datsu, Kovalchuk, Ovechkin, those guys. Love the Russian guys. Yeah, they're kind of legend, like oh, like legends. So <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of a lot of good players. So yeah, I'm not actually like, looking for someone, but just. Well, a lot of fans now are looking up to you because you're playing so well for the Oilers. What's that like to kind of uh, have the fans behind you like that? 
Oh yeah, I, I said it a lot of times before that uh, fans is the most important thing I think in, in uh, our sport. Uh, give us a lot of energy like at the home games it's like it's a, like I don't know it's insane to play in this building it's always parked like all like always like sold out and sold out yeah it's just like I, 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 like it's it's good for us and uh, we will uh, we'll try to to win as, mo- as many games as we can at home <laughs> Gleam thanks for doing this it's nice to talk to you thank you so much Clem Costin with Reed Wilkins. Clem has seven goals in the Oilers' last nine games. That leads Edmonton in goals over the last nine games. They've all been even strength. All nine of his goals since coming to Edmonton in the trade for Dmitry Samarukov have been at even strength. He's got nine goals, 13 points in 29 games, plus eight, 38 penalty minutes with a couple scraps. Um... This text from Brad, who's obviously not in a very good mood. Are you water packers forgetting that two days before the trade of Costin, he was on waivers and could have been to the Oilers without the trade? Nothing against Costin. He's been real good for the Oilers. But once again, the Oilers' mismanagement team stumbled and fumbled this. Um, I would say that maybe a player going through waivers and not getting picked up might help the drive for the player that much more. And both the Oilers in the case of Sam Marukov and St. Louis in the case of Costin wanted to see what happened. And then we're open to veteran general managers. Let's give these guys a, a fresh start. And maybe going through waivers around the league will make them appreciate the opportunity that they got. And Costin has made the most of his opportunity and quickly become a fan favorite. Philip Broberg's a big part of the Oilers' future. When we return on Oilers now, I'll have a one-on-one conversation with him. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Without further ado, let's get to our one-on-one conversation with Edmonton Oilers emerging defenseman, Philip Broberg. Philip, you've put a string together some pretty good games here. Are you feeling more comfortable with where your game is at right now? Uh, yeah, I'm confident with my game. Uh, I think I've uh, taken steps here in the last few weeks here, and even before my injury, I think I took a few steps. And uh, yeah, I just want to keep keep building on that, and you know, er- earning the trust. So much of your game is predicated or based on your skating. You suffer a lower body injury. You're obviously back fairly confident because you're being, I think, much more assertive uh, in terms of with your skating to use that to your advantage. Uh, yeah, like like you said, my skating is a big asset, and uh, I want to be a skating defenseman in both my defensive play and my uh, transition breakouts, everything. And uh, I think I've been able to do that lately, and uh, I just want to keep that that play going. How is it different when you play with Evan Bouchard Vincent, versus playing with Vincent DeHarnay? Uh, both both are great players, and I think it's uh, uh, I, I don't think it's, it makes a difference which which one of them. I, I, I think Bouch is 
a great player and we've been playing a lot together and me and Vinny have been playing uh, the whole last season in Bakersfield together so uh, yeah I've been playing with both of those guys yeah, yeah, yeah. so are, you're not surprised that he's been able to I mean it's just three games but he's looked fairly comfortable up here and he is a big man isn't he Day Uh yeah yeah obviously he's a great player and he's uh, six seven uh, he's huge and like he moves well for being outside and uh, yeah I, I think he's been showing really good so far in these three games and I think he's just going to keep going you've had to work on it you've had to earn it from coming up from the minors um, what sort of messages did the Oilers management send you and did the coaches talk to you reinforce with you uh, areas to improve upon down in the American League that you could maybe use once you got up here to the NHL uh, yeah I think first of all I, I in, in BNC season I just wanted to get back playing I was uh, uh, I had a little bit unlucky with a few injuries and stuff like that and uh, but first of all I just wanted to get back playing and after that you just take a few steps each day and uh, you know work on small details as the defense play and uh, <clears throat> breakouts and everything that's going to make you successful in the NHL. How much uh, are the guys having some fun watching Clean Costin? Uh, I mean, he's sort of come out of nowhere here to provide the team with some offense. Uh, yeah, for sure. Clean uh, has had a really good stretch here, and I think he's just going to keep keep building on that. And you know, he's been a great asset for the team. So, best of luck tonight. Thank you for your time. Thank you. That is Philip Broberg, Oilers defenseman. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell back with JT Brown, Seattle Kraken color analyst. This is Oilers Now.